3: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Roundtable Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Bruning. You can follow me at SportsFanaticMB. I'm joined by the entire crew today, which we are excited to have everybody back together again. Who We've got Dennis Bennett. You can follow him at culture underscore coach. Matthew Fox, you can follow at Nighthawk7734. And then Tony Dyer, who you can follow at CommissionerMR. We are proud to be a part of the Music City podcast group called the Drive-In Podcast Network. You can check all of us out on musiccitydrivein.com. Great group, movies, music, and fantasy football. ton of great stuff on this network you don't want to miss out. Definitely stop by musiccitydrivein.com to get your movie Comics, wrestling, skating, music, and fantasy football fix. For today's episode, the four of us will be going over our top 24 wide receivers for the 2020 season. And we are back on a beautiful Thursday. Uh, you can already see our rankings are up, as uh, mentioned there in the intro. We'll be for the podcast audience, at least the intro. Uh, we will be talking about our rankings today, twenty-four through one. We've got the whole crew with us today, though Tony is somewhat here. He'll be back in a minute, uh, but Dennis and Matt are here right now. Dennis, Matt, how you guys doing today on this uh, wonderful Thursday?
4: well the the weather finally broke here. Uh, we had a day where the high was only about ninety one a little bit of cloud, a little bit of rain uh supposed to I think my wife said next week uh highs in the high seventies looking nice. forward to it i got a, hopefully I got a week to get one more week and I'm on vacation, so see if I can make it I I got short timers,
1: yeah, we have the same thing here today. Um, there's a little cold front that comes through knocked us back down to 83. I was like, okay, but hopefully, you know, Matt, Matt was here uh, a week or so ago. It's sometimes it gets to upper 80s and 90s. If, it, if you can get a good thunderstorm to go through, it drops down to like 60 degrees. Yeah, uh, and that's what we've been missing the last couple of days. Yesterday was kind of miserable. But it's supposed to start being more rainy, so I'm hoping we're trending down. I got the pumpkin spice sent for my office. I'm prepared to get my pumpkin spice latte. I'm ready for it to go back down to the 70s permanently.
3: Yeah, when I was there, uh, I, I'm just being from Texas. Your Colorado 90 does not feel like Texas 90. Just just throwing that out there.
4: But it's a dry heat in Texas, you know, like an oven.
3: Yes, it's very <laughs> much like an oven. What's going on, Cade and Tony? Uh, you were kind of gone. We were doing our introductions today. How you doing today, buddy?
2: I'm great today. Hey, but I do see, I might might have missed this. You might have already done this. My The sheet's all blacked out. I can't see anything.
3: Yes, that's because we like the mis- mystique and intrigue. Oh, I hate
2: the mystique. Now <laughs> I don't know what I did. <laughs>
3: All right, well, let's as Tony mentioned it. I had it up and I took it down here for a minute. Uh, so we've got our rankings up here. Tony's joining us for the more important receiver rankings part. And uh, while Tony had actually just walked off camera, Dennis mentioned this off air. We'll start with Tony because he feels like uh, Dennis feels like your ranking of Keenan Allen is very disrespectful. So you got him
2: disrespect. 24. Oh no.
3: And Brown at twenty three, so tell start, start, start kick it off. What do you What do you got going? Why on? Why do you
4: hate Tyrod Taylor so much? Well, <laughs> must hate Tyrod, you must hate Tyrod Taylor. You yeah. must hate Tyrod Taylor and Justin and Herbert if you have Robert Keenan Allen yeah. at twenty four. That's Herbert. the problem.
2: That's a the problem for me is quarterback play with Keenan Allen. The talent's there and it's undeniable. I worry about his speed. You know, I, I worry that he's not not quite fast enough to overcome some of those things. And then when you add in. The mobile quarterback i I expect Tyrod taylor to be the starter for at least most of the season um he's gonna have to lose the job the situation is just not one where i'm bullet basically essentially i ranked keenan allen in a way i would have ranked him down farther to be honest with you there are other guys in my own personal draft that i would take above keenan allen but i didn't want to completely disrespect him and not even mention his name on the show excuse me but I mean, I'm very, 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 very worried about the quarterback situation there. I just, I'm afraid he won't be able to have the target volume that he needs and, and to be able to take over a game the way he used to be able to. The two together concern me.
4: So you think his target volume is going to be lower than A.J. Brown's?
2: Uh, I think that there's a chance. I don't know that. I don't know that that's necessarily that's the other that's why I have A. G. Brown right there too is because I I, I really think we're talking about a similar similar player. Does your boss he,
4: he, know your day drinking? No,
2: you know what, I'm off today. I don't work today, by the way. <laughs>
4: oh,
2: oh. No, come on. I, I think no, this is your
1: day to do day drinking, is what you're trying to tell us. No,
2: no, come on. What's wrong with this? Somebody, somebody, tell me what's wrong with it. With day uh, drinking well, or your and Allen ranking? You can tell me about Get both. I'll listen to both.
1: He's the uh, best receiver in football.
2: Did you not miss his uh, tweets? Oh, I saw the tweets. Yeah, I saw the tweets. I just I don't. Do. By the way, I don't think he's the best receiver in, in football. I
3: hope he's not. I want to discuss that when we're done here. But but uh, I'll let uh Dennis. Do you want to go for me? Keenan. He's just the best route runner in the business, in my opinion. I I, I, I understand Tyrod Taylor sucks, but I mean Philip Rivers wasn't exactly great last year either, and Keenan still put up put up numbers. I mean. Jarvis Landry and Antonio Calloway had decent weeks those first couple weeks when Tyrod was in in Cleveland. I love Landry. I would say Keenan Allen's a better wide receiver than him. And Justin Herbert, again, absolute stud, future NFL Hall of Famer, MVP, Super Bowl winner. He's going to get Keenan Allen the ball. Keenan Allen's going to score The reason Matt gets the tramp stamp.
4: Matt,
2: (laughs) you've given him a Super Bowl already? He hasn't taken a snap.
4: We need to get get this bet revised. Maybe Matt can
1: get a uh, Tyrod Taylor no. tramp stamp instead. Tyrod no, Taylor Tyler. in a Browns helmet.
2: Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be good.
4: All right. Matt, in, in, Matt. in fairness to you, Tony, I don't have Keenan that much higher than you. I was just messing. You no. Yeah, yeah no.
2: let's see it. Where is it at? Hey, get, get the get that black box out. No, of here. Hey, we'll nope. up.
3: I'm going to unblack it, and he's going to all be at like 20 for all of us. And we're yeah, and you
2: guys all can right. just suck
3: all right. it. All right, Fox, go ahead. Give us give us your
0: two.
1: Okay, so uh, 24, I have T.Y. Hilton. I think he's going to be uh, the best uh, receiver in a better uh, passing offense for the Colts. So I'm there kind of the end of the wide receiver two-tier. And then Tyler Lockett, last week when we were looking at our wide receiver threes and wide receiver fours, by the way, I, they take umbrage with your, this is the more important receivers, wide receiver three lives matter. Uh, so I had D.K. Metcalf, you know, kind of right right down there. Uh, He and Lockett, I think for both of us, for all of us is kind of, you know, it depends on your position to have them relatively close. I think Lockett will still end up being the, uh, the top uh, for Seattle. So I have them just at the bottom here of the wide receiver two tier uh, a little bit higher than where I had Metcalf.
4: You know, I came in with, with uh, Jarvis Landry at 24 and Terry McLaurin at 23. And these were tough rankings for me. I, I think Jarvis is going to get plenty of volume um, and he's going to do what he always does. He's going to catch short passes. going to, in, in uh, leagues where you get points for first downs, like Scott Fishbowl, I think that jacks up Jarvis Landry's value even more. But I I, I feel like he's, He's going to be around 100 catches and 1,000 yards, 1,050 yards and a few touchdowns. Uh, Terry McLaurin, I love him. I love the game. I love the way he's playing the game. But I do have some concern that I I would have thought the chemistry between him and Haskins would have been better. And now we bring in a new offensive coordinator, a new head coach. I, I think it's going to be just fine, but I think that Rivera is also, and, and Scott Turner, I guess, more so than Rivera. You know, they're going to try to balance it out a little bit more. Um, it, it did hurt them losing Kelvin Harmon, uh, so they don't have that other big body on the outside unless AGG steps up. Uh, you know, we're sort of it, it's it's a lot of it to me comes down with I was insecure insecure about McLaurin's volume, and that's sort of what pushed him down be, be uh, under a few guys.
2: I don't understand. I don't understand why you're disrespecting Jarvis Landry like this.
3: Yeah, neither it's, do I. It's,
2: it's tough. Time. Dennis, it's not that tough. You, by your own acknowledgement. A thousand plus yards, six touchdowns. That's what you just said. And the dude was wide receiver twelve in PPR last year. What are you talking about, man? What's changing?
3: Odell.
4: Healthy Odell. Okay. You know, a full season with Kareem Hunt, who we've seen is is destroying any passing game value that Nick Chubb had. Um, I think the two of them are going to impact some. I don't necessarily think Hooper's going to be any threat, uh, but I I do think...
1: You mean tight end one, Austin Hooper? Yeah, that guy.
2: Yeah, that guy.
4: Uh, uh, Tight end end one, uh, you
3: know,
4: pierogi seller, Austin Hooper.
3: (laughs) All right, so I have to give a... um, What's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Help me out. My mind just went blank. My eye is driving me crazy. I just guess I'm stuck in it. No, I can't think straight. Uh, an out, Not an ally or whatever. So my number 24 was supposed to be Michael Gallup. But as you guys know, if you listened last week, I for, completely forgot to put Amari Cooper on my list. Uh, so I had to move everybody down. So T.Y. T.Y. Hilton, who was 23, is now 24. Gallup's going to have a phenomenal year. T.Y. Hilton, uh, I'm with... Uh, Fox on what he was saying about Hilton. Um, He's still going to be a really good wide receiver. I think Phillip Rivers scares me a little bit. Hilton's injury history scares me a little bit. And then I do think – Pittman comes in as one of the more NFL ready wide receivers already. So I do think him and Campbell, who I'm hoping takes a step forward as well, but still a top 24 finish for a guy like Steve White is not that bad. Uh, And then I had Tyler Lockett down uh, lower than DK Metcalf. Uh, For those of you again, who listened last week, know I'm I'm higher on Metcalf than I am Lockett. Uh, I think, we saw what Metcalf could be in a limited amount last year. And I think that's going to happen even more with Russell Wilson going deep down the field to him. I still like Lockett a lot, but I'm, I'm definitely higher on uh, Metcalf than I am Lockett. I, I just think he, he's going to be he's, – he's in for a really good year. And I just clicked on the wrong button. All right, so let's see if this works correctly. There we go. All right, so. I'll go next we'll just keep going back and forth here so I've got Robert Woods and Stefan Diggs so just like oh Dennis is disrespecting Jarvis Landry and uh Tony is disrespecting Keenan Allen I am disrespecting Robert Woods dude always finishes as like a high end wide receiver too I've got him down here at 22 uh he's probably going to finish much better than this I just I couldn't move him up higher than some of these other guys. Uh, and Stephon Diggs, even though he's going to be the one in Buffalo, it's just Allen. Allen worries me in him throwing the ball, his accuracy down the field. And then obviously once they get down into the red zone, uh, I don't think that they're going to throw the ball much. I think it's going to go to either Zach Moss, Singletary, Josh Allen, and then Stephon Diggs. So that, that's kind of the order I see it. So I think he's going to have to get those big play touchdowns to, to be, I guess, to get his touchdown points. So for me, that's why Diggs falls down here at 21 Uh man, Dennis is disrespecting everybody. Why do you got DJ Chark so low, buddy?
2: Oh, crap. I forgot about DJ Chark. Sorry, Dennis. Oh,
3: my God. (laughs) Oh, no. I didn't
1: forget about him. I just did him last week where he belongs in the wide receiver threes.
2: Let's see. I I can't see anymore because you blocked it all off with this stupid black box. So maybe I didn't forget about
3: him. But I'm sure they're all going to comment in here in a minute and be like, oh, we like it. It's mystery and intrigue. That's what I'm all about.
4: I I like Chark's potential. He did have a breakout. Um, you know, I'm not sure I'm sold on Minshew long term. You know, he could be a, a midland quarterback too. He he could have it and outperform uh, oh, his it. stock, or he he could you, you know just blow up completely. But I do think in – you know, that Jacksonville has – they're going to run for net a lot. They're going to try to protect uh, Minshew because I, I, I'm i not sure even they know what they have. I think they felt like – you know, we've looked at Nick Foles over the course of seven or eight seasons and we thought we'd take a shot to see if really what he needed was a shot, and apparently that's not it. So they, they moved on from Foles. But I also, you know, you, you know who led the wide receivers in snaps last year in Jacksonville? Chris Conley. Chris Conley. So historically, wide receivers changing teams struggle that first year with a new team. This was Conley's first year. Last year was Conley's first season in Jacksonville. So I, I feel like there's going to be more of a balance. I, I do think that uh, Chark is going to outscore Conley. So you know, up there in the black box, you're not going to find Chris Conley. Uh, I don't think. Let me double check. No, um, he's up
0: there. You can
4: but, see behind the black box. No, I I have my own copy of him for myself. Oh, okay. I don't I have, have yours. I copy. but okay, I have okay. mine. Okay, okay. So I can if, uh, prepare if Chris myself.
1: Conley is up under that black box. I think we're going to get a lot of viewer comments.
4: Uh, he's not. But I, I I like Chark. You know, I just don't know that I can can put him any higher than that. Lockett is still the guy. He's still the number one in in Seattle. Russell Wilson. I I, I feel like uh, DK Metcalf is. I had to double check and make sure I didn't have Metcalf higher. Uh, uh, so, I, I, but Lockett is still the guy. Lockett. he he, he had almost a, him and Metcalf were pretty evenly split on end zone targets and end zone routes. Lockett's going to get the volume. Metcalf is going to get the big plays, so well, I, I see you know 100 catches for Lockett, 65 catches for Metcalf. They may be pretty close in yardage because of Metcalf's big play ability, and then the the touchdowns are are it's going to be what happens in the end zone. Well, we've already seen Russ trust Lockett in the end zone. It's going to be a situation to monitor. I I, I will say I. I was wrong on my assessment of DK Metcalf last year. Do I think he's, you know, he's not Julio Jones, but he's better than I thought he was.
2: Yeah, that's true for all of us, I think. I think that's true for everybody.
4: Okay, so my uh, 22,
1: I have uh, A.J. Brown. You know, I really like Brown. I think he had a great season last year. It's just low-volume passing offense. Um, He had... Quite a quite good efficiency, which helped kind of helped them pop last year. I just don't think Tennessee is a high volume throwing offense. Uh, they'll probably get Johnny Smith involved. You know they drafted Darrington Evans. Could be uh, passing mm-hmm. more to backs out of the backfield. So I like AJ Brown, but that's where it it felt you know kind of lower end wide receiver two felt safe. Uh, Amari Cooper. Um, you know I think on this panel I'm the one that has the biggest man crush on Amari Cooper. But uh, apparently, I don't have him the highest in the rankings, which is going to be quite a reversal for the other Matt. But uh, I just, I'm, they still have Ezekiel Elliott. They have so many good uh, receivers there in Dallas. I think they all eat into each other a little bit, which is why I drop him down to a little bit of a lower wide receiver, too.
2: You know, I think it's pretty unfair that you guys gave me so much shit about A.J. Brown, and you've only got him one spot higher, by the way. No, yeah, I'm Keenan, gonna keep no, 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 Allen, no That's
1: the one that we gave you. But
2: no, 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 and Matt had to bring up Brown too. No, Matt, come what?
3: on. I had no problems with Brown.
2: No, no, no I not, know the you the were dodging me, me from my problems with Brown.
3: No, no, that was just Keenan Allen. I don't care where you put they it. You made sure here.
2: to throw. You made sure to throw a Brown in there too. I got double whammy on that first. That first go. Ah. but you
3: think you got double whammy? Then wait till you do your twenty-two because that's oh strong.
2: no. Yeah, you guys are going to hate 22. What
3: uh, hell? DJ Moore. Wow. All right, go ahead. Tell us why you have DJ Moore not in your oh, top 10. This
1: might be
2: okay, a short experience
1: for Tony who gets bounced after this round.
2: I know. I understand what I'm doing here, and I've thought long and hard about this. To be honest with you, DJ Moore is one of the reasons why my Dynasty Nerds rankings aren't up all the way. Like He's one of the actual reasons why I haven't been able to finalize this whole situation. I'm very uncomfortable with teams that have... Completely new situations in 2020. New coach. They got a new offensive coordinator. Is that correct too? Yes. I mean, everything about that team is so new. They and got I,
1: the LSU offensive coordinator.
2: I understand, and I understand. And, and, offensive and, ever, but
3: you know.
2: and my argument for ranking DJ Moore as high as 22 is the same as I ranked Keenan Allen as high as 24. Is because the talent is so legitimate and it's so threatening that I can't. I can't just. I can't just pass on the guy. I can't just pretend that this is like, this is not going to work, but I am very, very legitimately concerned that these teams that haven't had a lot of time together throughout a normal off season program, they're going to be figuring this thing out on the fly guys. And I don't know, Teddy Bridgewater did, did fantastic things for five games. I was at five and O as a starter. We all know that stuff. He made Michael Thomas look like the same Michael Thomas as drew Brees. I understand. And I, and I'm just concerned because everything about this situation is new, and there hasn't been enough time to really get out there and get in th- and get out there and just do it. I feel like the Panthers are at a disadvantage. I feel like the Panthers are a team that could very easily struggle on both offense and defense. I mean with the retirement of, of Luke Keekley, I mean they haven't they have not rebounded from that yet so so they're a team that's going to have to have to be focused on, on on moving the ball down the field to score points, but at the same time, they haven't had the time that they need together to be efficient at it. So it's one of those situations where I believe in the talent, but I want to see it before, before I start advocating to take him over some of these other guys that I've got in that stupid black box up there.
3: <laughs> I mean, I, I just, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, CMC, they're going to be phenomenal this year. I just I just think you're dead wrong. I agree with you that it's going to be tough. Obviously, we, we've talked about it a lot with the rookies too, the – no offseason is going to be weird. I think the Panthers are, in all honesty, kind of in the worst spot of everybody because they've come in and not just with the new head coach, new offensive coordinator. You just mentioned they lost the captain on their defense, new quarterback as well. Uh, a lot I mean, of these. Other that, teams, that's
2: that's it for me. Defense. That's it. That's it. It's the worst possible situation in football. And to be honest, the Washington football team, I'd, I'd ranked Dwayne, that, um, Dwayne Haskins my my least favorite quarterback. If I could do that again, I'd put Teddy Bridgewater below Dwayne Haskins, and the only reason is because this situation is so extreme. They have literally every change possible happening right now, and there's no time for them to communicate.
1: Look, if we've learned anything from last year, Matt and I, and our commiseration, it's okay to be wrong on this podcast.
2: (laughs) Oh, thanks. thanks,
3: It happens quite often. More often than I think any of us would like, unfortunately. That's what I've learned. I'm just here to balance it out. I'm just glad you're
2: willing to be wrong.
3: (laughs) trust me i gave up trying to be right a long time ago because so it didn't work out for me all right so next up for tony you've got Devonte parker and tyler lockett
2: Devonte parker is actually the opposite of my dj Moore and keenan allen i wanted to rank him higher i want to rank Devonte parker as a top 12 wide receiver when he was drafted in the first round that's what we all thought he was and we just waited and we waited and was it four or five or six years i mean how long have we waited on Devonte parker and it finally happened. We finally got it at the end of last year.
4: Yeah. Once I their mean, wide receiver one got injured.
2: Well, league winner, though. I mean, Bennett, league winner. That's what we're talking about here. And then, and, and that's funny. That's cute and all about how, how his wide receiver one got injured. But come on. Don't, I mean, where do you even have Devontae Parker in your black box or do you, do you just completely disrespect him? Is he
1: up there? They all had him in wide receiver three territory where he belongs.
2: Oh, yeah. Not me. Not me. I'm putting him there. And, and, and the reason that I didn't rank him higher is I'm going back to uncertainty. I don't know what's going on with Tua. I don't know what's going on with Fitzpatrick. I think both of these guys are going to start at some point in the season. Everybody's going to have a shot there. And, and I don't know how that's going to play out for Parker. If, if 2020 is like the last half of 2019... Devonte Parker's a top 12 guy, guys. I mean, that's just what he is. That's what he did. That's that's what he was doing. And he's getting fed the targets to sustain it. It wasn't some freak accident. I mean, he was a focal point if that happens. Now, if it doesn't happen, then yeah, he's a if, wide if, if
4: 2020 three. is like the first half of 19 or all of 18 or all of 17 or all of 16.
2: Okay. I'm looking forward, Dennis. You keep trying to make me look backwards. I'm trying to look forward here. I like the I like Devontae Parker. If I had him as my wide receiver, too. I would be okay with that. In a normal year, I would put him below, uh, below DJ Moore. I'd put him probably below Keenan Allen, too. I'd have Keenan Allen in that uh, higher. I'd have him up there. I'd have him higher than all of you guys, probably. Um, but given everything that's going on, Devontae Parker's situation right now is more consistent than some of those other guys. And the only question is, will it remain consistent? And for me, consistency is king. That's all. So And, and Lockett, uh, lock go ahead.
3: See, for half a year, though consistency for half
2: a year and i mean consistency in the situation i don't mean
3: okay,
2: okay. I, I just mean when i'm when i'm turning over to a brand new year i want to look back and say okay what has changed what has changed since we last snapped the football if nothing's changed then i'm going to move forward assuming that we're going to continue that production not a lot has changed with Devonte parker moving on to Lockett at 20 he's another player that i wanted to rank higher there were other guys i had to put above him um matt uh dennis i'm sorry you had mentioned this that he's going to get what 100 targets i'll I'll take 100 targets i mean for for 100 targets that's another wide receiver two with a solid floor i want to rank him higher but i think these other guys will outscore him he's a player that i would rather have than some of these guys inside of my black box but at the same time i do think those other players will outscore him i like the volume i like the consistency i like the trust trust in the end zone that's what you said dennis I think he's got a real opportunity to, to to bring in major touchdowns too, and that will raise him higher than the other wide receivers. Um, for me, Lockett gets put here because of his floor. I think his floor is very high, especially in the PPR league, and I don't feel one bit bad about it. You can say what you want. Uh, by the way, Dennis, you got A.J. Brown ranked at 19, and he's going to catch like 15 balls this year.
4: Yeah, but they're all going to be 80-yard touchdowns. <laughs>
3: 80-yard touchdowns.
4: <laughs>
1: I like how we so far we've we've been on the air for like 25 minutes and we've mentioned the term black box more than an faa inquest but that's true
2: <laughs> i'm not gonna stop
1: so, going on to buy uh my number 20 i had terry mclaren um you know you know if we've gone through i'm not big on uh, haskins as a as a passer or washington in general but uh when i went and looked at the splits McLaren was one of the few receivers that actually did well with Askins in there. Um, you know, his targets, his receptions, his production was pretty good. He's one of the few bright spots for Washington. Mm-hmm. I think he's just going to continue to thrive. So having him right there on the cusp of top 20 made sense to me. OBJ uh, at 19, obviously his first season with uh, the Browns didn't go as many of us had hoped or thought it might. Um, but I still like the talent. I still think he's the best Uh, wide receiver on their team and I think in year two he will get more chemistry with Baker uh, maybe get better opportunities and um, you know so I I like him there at least right in the middle of wide receiver two he could have even higher upside but that's where I felt comfortable putting him
4: you know I'm a huge Keenan Allen fan Uh, I I get the four spots higher yeah, <laughs> but and of course, he,
1: he had to black himself out for this part. <laughs>
4: he just, you know, he's a great route runner. I, I get that he's not fast. Jerry Rice wasn't fast. Not that I'm comparing Keenan directly to Jerry Rice, but it's just a situation where he's the number one. Mike Williams is the deep threat. Uh, Williams is great at that. Uh, but Keenan is going to get the volume in that offense over anybody else. Uh I feel like he's going to be able to produce. He's probably too low at 20, but as, as you know, when i was putting them together, I'm just kind of, I'm I, I'm trying to justify and moving people up and down. And, and it gets difficult when you get into the top 24, uh, it's 19. I got AJ Brown. He's the unquestioned number one. I, I don't think we're going to see a Devante Parker and Renaissance out of Corey Davis as much as I would like. Actually, I just drafted Corey Davis in like the 18th round. uh, Corey
1: Davis is already on the the pup list, I believe. Oh, yeah.
4: I drafted him in the 18th round of a a redraft I'm doing. And so it's, I hope he has, I hope he breaks out. That would be awesome. Even if he does just a half a year like Devontae Parker did, that would still be fantastic for that. I heard that, especially drafting him in the 18th round. Uh, but he's the unquestioned number one there. He's going to get the volume. Uh, I kind of and I kind of believe Tannehill is going to be really good this year. So that that's why Brown got up there to 19 for me.
2: Yeah. I switched to the right. backward hat look. By the way, is the backwards hat look okay?
3: Yeah, looks good. Looks good. I don't Not know if I like it. from the 80s as a fan. So. Yeah.
2: I'm going back to frontward hat. Oh.
3: So. Keenan Allen, 20, A.J. Brown, 19. All right, so for me, I got Jarvis Landry here at 20. Uh, I wanted to move him higher, but something Dennis just mentioned I feel like is going to be something we'll all be saying here. A lot of these guys here, it was so hard to separate some of them. Uh, and, and for my biggest things we talked about, uh, when Dennis brought up his ranking of Landry, I do think a healthy Odell is actually going to hurt Jarvis quite a bit here. Um, not, I, I'm not as worried about Hunt, but I do know – The way they're going to run the ball, the way they use the two tight end sets, I do think they'll go to Odell a lot. I don't know if Hooper gets a lot of volume, whether it's Njoku if he stays or possibly even Harrison, the rookie, uh, he'll get some work too. So I think all that is going to kind of bring Jarvis down to he's still going to get catches, still think he's going to get yards, but I think his touchdowns is where it's going to lack. I, I don't know if he's going to get as many touchdowns as he has. Uh, this next one really did hurt my heart. Uh, I, I did not. I purposely did not want to rank this guy because, as I've mentioned many times, he's got brick hands. I just don't think he's that good. Uh, I'm glad I, I don't think I'm the highest on him, so at least I have that. I am a little surprised I'm higher than Matt, though only by two spots, but Amari Cooper... We saw last year the Cowboys move to a more pass-friendly offense. Uh, I think that's going to continue. While while they'll definitely lean on Zeke some, I think Dak is going to want to continue to prove that he can – help the Cowboys win, I guess, and, and the sign of the franchise tag. I think he wants that big money contract, so they're going to rely on that. And, and Cooper is still the one. He's he's always been a phenomenal route runner. I've never had any questions about his route running skills. Uh, he just tends to drop the ball a little bit more than I'd like. Uh, but he did finish top 12 last year. I think having Gallup and C.D. Lamb there are definitely going to drop him just a little bit. So for me, i got team you now. <laughs>
2: Dude, you're going to get a tattoo.
3: I really thought I had him higher. This black box thing, I, I kind of understand it now, Tony. I may not have said anything. <laughs> I don't have All right, so Keenan Allen at, eight, at 19, 18. 18. Yeah, 18. Uh, no, it really is some, uh, some of what Tony mentioned earlier with Tyrod. Um, I do think that they're going to rely on Eckler a lot. You know, you've got possibly Hunter Henry going to be healthy this year. Mike Williams is going to be healthy this year. I really think that that is going to kind of bring these guys all back just a little bit. I could easily see Keenan Allen shooting up into the top 12, though. That's where he's kind of lived every year. He's been healthy. Wouldn't be surprised. You know, I posted a tweet uh, in our group chat the other day of Anthony Lynn coming out and kind of finally admitting that maybe Tyrod will be their starter. I honestly think if Herbert starts – and Allen is going to be a lot better than people are giving him credit for. I, I know a lot of people don't like Herbert as much as I do, and maybe I am looking at this through my Oregon duck glasses here, but I I think Herbert's going to do great things for Allen. Uh, and then DJ Chark here at 17. I wanted him higher. Uh, I really don't have as many questions about Minshew, but I do think this being the second year, new offense now because uh, what's his name was there last year. I'm pretty sure he's gone now. You've got Gruden coming in. If he even stays there with all of the stuff going on in Washington, they may let him go. So new offense, do think that they're going to try and lean on Fournette a ton this year? Don't think the team is going to be necessarily good. I think they're in the kind of Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes right now with the with the New England Patriots and all their opt outs. Uh, so I think all that will bring down Chark's touchdowns, which is I think where he's why his fantasy points will drop. Still think he gets a ton of catches and yards, but he had a ridiculous amount of touchdowns last year. I think that drops down some because I don't think they're going to score as much as they did. Go ahead, Dennis.
4: Ah, uh, Calvin Ridley. You know he's playing in the most pass-heavy offense in the NFL. Um, he's the clear number two to Julio, but he's going to get see um, probably. So the wide receiver twenty-four last year had a hundred and ten targets and sixty-seven receptions. Ridley was a little more efficient, so I, I'm not going to be surprised at all. With Sanu gone, taking not taking snaps from him, I don't think Russell Gage is a threat. So I think you're looking at 120, 125 targets for Ridley, um, 75, 80 catches. I, I think Ridley's going to have a really good season. That offense is just prolific. The only, probably the biggest downside I could see is he could be impacted in the end zone because Todd Gurley just scores 100 touchdowns a year. It seems like that's what he does you know, now that his knees are banged up, he he doesn't get the yardage he used to, but he still gets the the touchdowns. Um, And then Cooper cup, you know, he's, it's a with Brandon cooks being shipped off to Houston. It's really cup and woods. And those two guys are going to get a lot of targets. They're going to run more 12 personnel, I think with Gerald Everett and Tyler Higbee. Um, And then they're going to do running back by committee. So uh cup and and woods are both going to get a pretty high volume of targets uh, I, I like Cup a lot it wouldn't surprise me honestly if he finished six or seven or eight spots higher
1: yeah so uh obviously dennis and i are eerily similar in our uh, slots here i also have ridley at 18. um i like his potential i think they're a high volume passing offense Uh, I think he's just going to build on what he did last year. And I also have a Rams receiver at 17. I have Woods instead of Cup. I have Cup as the higher one. You know, both of them were really close in targets last year. Obviously, with Cooks uh, getting shipped to Houston, that clears it out, makes it pretty clear that those two are going to be the primary receivers. I like Woods. He's probably chronically underrated uh, in drafts and in everything. I think he's going to be solid again this year.
2: I think he's underrated in your rankings too. By the way,
1: well, uh, you would know about underrating receivers in the rankings, so I'll take your word for it.
2: <laughs> fine, fine. Amari uh, Cooper, Tony, I'll just echo. I'll echo everything that Matt said about Amari Cooper. We have him ranked almost identical. Um, and, and and Amari Cooper is a player that going into 2019, I was I would have said his top potential top five guy, and now here we are, and I'm a little bit. a little bit anxious about the addition of cd lamb i think that cooper still has real value but i'll I'll echo everything that matt said and and i'll just leave it there at that with calvin ridley what's interesting is here's the first player if we're going from the bottom to the top here's the first player that i would rather have over his counterpart on the same team that i have ranked much higher and we'll talk about julio jones later but with With Calvin Ridley, I just drafted Julio Jones in the second round. So I'm talking about Calvin Ridley. I'm sorry to make this so confusing. But I just drafted Julio Jones in the second round of a startup draft, the Aaron Sobchak, um, the Hunger, Hunger. So
4: clearly you wouldn't rather have Ridley or you would have
2: waited. Here's my regret. My regret is I looked at. <laughs> oh, no, you're exactly right. At the 205, I looked at Emmanuel Jones. Calvin Ridley this. didn't go till the sixth round. In the fifth round, I was looking at Calvin Ridley thinking, holy crap, I've got a bona fide wide receiver, too, with upside here. Guaranteed, locked in top 24 guy. No doubt in my mind about it. And I couldn't take it. I mean, I just couldn't do it. I, so I couldn't your argument
1: fit. is basically that, that you would rather have Ridley relative to his value. That's correct. Thinking that Ridley's going to have a better season than Julio Jones.
2: I don't think that Ridley will have a better season than Julio Jones, but at the value, this is the first player, if we're going from top to bottom, this is the first player that I would rather have at a lower uh, ranking than his counterpart, which I ranked higher. So. We're, I'm sure I'll let you guys talk more about Ridley. I love him. I mean, I absolutely love Calvin Ridley. I love the talent. I love the opportunity. It is the highest. I think this is going to be. We talked about the Rams at one point being high paced, and now we're now it's Kansas City being real high paced offense. And this year it's going to be Atlanta. They're going to be the team that just throws the shit out of the football because that's what they have to do to keep up with the Saints and to keep up with Tampa Bay. That's what's going to have to happen. So for that reason, I love I love Ridley. I wish I wish I could put him up higher, but. Unfortunately, Landry is another one of those guys, and this is the first time on my ranking sheet where the change is actually a good thing. I keep talking about consistency, and I keep preaching how I don't want things to change. But with Jarvis Landry, I think the change happened in the right direction. With uh, Stefanski, Stefanski, correct? Am I missing something?
3: No, yeah.
2: Stefanski. Okay, I was a little bit worried it was Kubiak there, and I just had him crossed in my head. Um, with they're Stefanski, the they're
3: the same person.
2: I, I just look back at. I mean, I just look at what he's done in the past and the the plays that he's run in the past. For years and years and years, Diggs and Thielen have been reliable, two reliable fantasy options week in and week out with one guy being possession, one guy being big play. Landry has proven for, it feels like a decade, he's the best possession guy in the league. I mean, get him the football and he's going to catch it. He's going to get you five or 10 yards every single time. For that reason, I have Landry ranked high and I wanted him, I wanted Beckham and Landry to be the first one, two, uh, you know the the first um, pair of top twelve wide receivers. I couldn't quite do it. I couldn't quite justify it, but I love the floor of Landry, Mike Evans. Love When's was the last time Tom Brady had a had a deep threat like Mike Evans? Randy Moss?
3: Well, I would say Godwin's oh, more deep threat than Evans.
2: I don't know that I would. I guess that's a different debate. Oh. I would I would say that Evans is the is the deeper guy, and and that Godwin's would would be.
3: Evans about to be the possession player, but on crutches. What are you talking about? Fred, well,
2: come on, are you kidding me?
3: No, I'm not. Can I? I want to pull. Up- I, mean, I, I don't
2: have enough information in front of me to 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 do that. <laughs> you know, I'm going to look it up right now. Um, Evans is a stretcher, buddy. What are you talking about? Stretcher. You you-
3: end stretcher, but
2: oh my god, you guys! Yeah,
3: like- Am I, am I am I wrong here? I could be wrong. Is Evans really that much of a deep threat? I feel like he's... Evans uh, is more
1: of a deep threat than Godwin, if you're making that argument. That, that's, uh, my that's my argument. A, I'm
2: not a, really elite t- yards per target, 12, 12. I'm looking at per game here, 12, 16, 11, 13, uh, 30. I mean, wow, that's a big game. Oh, that was only two targets.
3: Deep's like 20 yards. Uh, and, oh, my God. It's like on there.
1: That's yeah, I'm looking yards.
2: at Godwin. Now you got me all worked up here.
1: Tony's regretting that he agreed to
3: come on this uh By the way, you guys on for the next 3 months in a row.
2: <laughs> well, I'm telling right. you right now. No, I'm no, just no looking look. at sleep, sleeper stats right here. Evans is is Sorry. the deep target compared to Godwin. When they're both on the field, Evans is getting the ball deeper than Godwin and by multiple yards. So, I, I'm cool with that. And if we want to disagree with it, I'm fine with that too. Um my I I the Evans is, Evans and Godwin are interesting cuz I want to rank both of them real high we talked about it before the show. I I don't think there's ever been a point in Brady's career where he supported two wide receiver ones. We talked about tight ends. We talked about running back. One of these, one of these wide receivers is going to blow up. I don't know which one it is. So for now I'm putting Evans at a top end wide receiver two, And I'm just hoping for the best.
3: Uh, no, not like Amari Cooper. Sorry, Matt. No, no, that was just because I felt obligated to put him on there. Go ahead, Fox.
1: (laughs) You know, it might end up, uh, did, uh, Tony bailed you out because he's at least a little higher on Amari Cooper. I was hoping you'd end up being the highest because that would be irony. That's been our entire rankings thing. We seem to all exchange being higher on the players that we don't like.
3: He might've been willing to come on the show had I been the highest on there finally. We could we could sell our differences, but go ahead, Fox. Uh, so
1: then I had 16. I have Julian Edelman. He was a top 10 receiver last year, obviously their offense not going to be quite the same. I think he's still clearly there, going to be their best uh, receiver. I don't think uh, Cam Newton's terrible. So I have him here in the middle of the wide receiver two-pack. He'll probably end up being higher, and I'll feel sad about it. Nobody's going to draft him very high, as we saw. I think his ADP has him as, like, wide receiver 40, which is ridiculous. Uh, that's, if, uh, that
3: ADP, though. So, it's what? That, when yeah. we did our Dynasty ADP, that was the problem.
1: Uh, And then I have uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Keenan Allen. I feel like I dislike Keenan Allen more than the rest of you, and so I'm very shameful that he ended up being highest in my rankings. I have him at 15. I guess I trust Tyrod Taylor and and Justin Herbert more than anyone else. Uh, I felt like I put Keenan Allen lower than everyone else, but apparently uh, I thought wrong.
4: You know, I I still believe in Amari Cooper. In in part, you know, the Cowboys threw the ball 596 times last season. I think that Cooper, Gallup, and Lamb are all in for 100-plus targets. Um, There's plenty of targets to go around in that offense, and Cooper's still going to get his. He's a great route runner. He's a good enough catcher of the ball. You know, he's, he's if you want to, I, I think, I think I saw, I, it seems like, I, and I should have noted it when I saw it, but I think I read something that Gallup actually had more drops than Cooper last year. So maybe, yeah, maybe I'm wrong I there.
1: Think he was less efficient with his targets. Yeah. Ate, they both had over 100 targets, but he only had
4: 66 receptions. So they're going to throw, they're going to do what they...
3: Did you see the balls that Dak threw to Gallup? That's the problem. They were horrible. Just, you know, almost uncatchable. But go ahead. Sorry, continue.
4: Well, you, you make the best. You, you know, you make the best out of what you got to work with. So Cooper's Cooper's going to get his hundred plus targets. He's going to get you know 65, 70 receptions, and he's going to have another thousand yard season. Uh, I, I just that's that's my belief. I think that it wouldn't surprise me that it, if Dallas. Is the most productive offense from a point scoring perspective with Zeke and those three wide receivers and and Dak uh, trying to show he maybe he shouldn't make more money than Mahomes, but he should be in the neighborhood. I think he's, I think they're going out there and that's what they're looking at this year in Dallas. Uh, You know, I, I love Cortland Sutton and I want, I wanted to put him higher, but man. It was just so hard when I looked, looked at the guys I have above above him. It, and part of it is I'm just not fully committed to Drew Locke. If I had more belief in Locke, I'd probably have Sutton higher. Sutton's the clear number one. He, he, he's Judy is going to be the two. They've got Hamler to work out of the slot. A uh, couple other guys whom, whose name Matt will have to say if he thinks they're worthy. It's clearly Sutton is the alpha in Denver. Uh, it's him and Fant. And if I had more belief in Locke, not a lot more, just I like Locke. I, I've been drafting him. Uh, so I have, I have a good amount of belief. I just needed, needed to feel more to be able to move Sutton up over some of the guys that I have in front of him.
1: As Darth Vader said, I find your lack
3: of faith disturbing.
4: You get that from me, but at least you know it.
3: <laughs> all right. So for me at sixteen, I've got Cooper Cup. Uh, I just I have him as my highest rated Rams uh, wide receiver. I think he's just going to continue to do good things with that. Uh, it's more golf than anything else that I don't trust in that offense. So I do think having Cam Akers, Darrell Henderson, I think they're going to try and run the ball a little bit more. We saw the emergence of Tyler Higby at the end of the year as well. I think all of that kind of contributes to Cup, not necessarily. He's gonna be the one. It was just I, I like a lot of the guys ahead of him more, so I've got him here at sixteen. Uh for fifteen for me, I've got Terry McLaurin. Uh, I do not have uh as much unwavering faith in Dwayne Haskins as apparently most of the other people on this podcast. Uh Dwayne Haskins uh got snubbed for a Heisman in college. He played for a coach who clearly disrespected him as partially probably kind of an idiot, uh that wanted to play. I don't even remember who the quarterback was over him, but it was a stupid choice. Um what about Purdue? They, they, yeah, I'm just they, thinking they,
2: about that one time that Purdue blew Dwayne Ford. Haskins out. At least, that one time. It out. takes one, one time. Point? It just takes one time. Just one it's time. Ron you can live with it. You can Ron keep Ron it Ron forever. Ron Ron. Ron it just Ron has Dale to happen. Moore.
3: Hey, it has well, to happen oh, no. one time. To Tony, he disappeared. Oh no! No, I love Rondé Moore. He was he was a baller in that game. I'll give I'll give Moore all the love for that too. He was ridiculous, but. Anyways, uh, I think Haskins is going to take a step forward this year. Again, I, the co- clearly, I think we could all admit that they did not want anything to do with Haskins. It was definitely a Snyder-driven pick, it seemed like, when they drafted him. But just because Jay Gruden didn't want to play him doesn't mean that he's a bad player. You know, if you actually look at pro football focused stats, he was actually, I believe, one of the top five quarterbacks in the back half of the season with the things he did. I'm not saying he's a top five quarterback in the league, but he improved throughout the year. He's a pocket passer behind a horrible offensive line, which unfortunately didn't get much better with them trading Trent Williams. But regardless, he's got better weapons around him now. If guys like guys can stay healthy, they'll have a little bit of a running game to help him out. And Terry McLaurin improved last year. He could be a stud with bad quarterback play, and I think Hassan's going to be a little bit a little bit of a step up compared to what he had last year. I got DJ Moore here at 14. I'll just echo some of the stuff Tony said earlier, because I do agree with him. All of the changes coming in Carolina is going to hurt him. Some, he was a top 14 guy last year, but as I've mentioned many a times here, and I'm going to continue to say it, I think Curtis Samuel actually takes a step forward this year. I'm not as big on Robbie Anderson as some of the other people are on him being the deep threat. I just don't think Teddy Bridgewater throws the ball deep that much. I think it's going to be Moore and Samuel getting a ton of the targets. I've actually kind of soured on Ian Thomas a little bit more as well and and pivoted all my love to DJ Moore and Samuel. Moore is a guy who can score a touchdown every time he touches the ball. I think he's going to get his fair amount of touchdown and catches with some yards. So I got him here at 14. And then 13 for me, Mike Evans – everybody who's listened to this now for the past couple of years knows not the biggest Mike Evans supporter in the world here, but uh, he just continues to produce every single year. I do think, and I've mentioned it before on the Buccaneers preview, and I'm sure other times, I do think Evans and Godwin both take a little bit of a hit this year, not having Jameis. Everybody keeps accounting for having Brady. Brady is not going to throw the ball Whatever five thousand times that Jameis Winston did because he turned the ball over, and he was not afraid to throw it. Tom Brady doesn't always make the risque throws that Jameis Winston made, and yes, while they were probably stupid throws that he made, Evans and Godwin still came down with the ball at times. So I think their their targets are going to come down a little bit more, and I think that's going to hurt them as much a little bit. And I do think when they get down in the red zone, that's when they're going to employ the. Gronkowski's O.J. Howard, maybe run the ball like they did in New England, which is also going to hurt Evans' touchdown value a little bit as well. Still right there on the verge of a a wide receiver one for me, Uh, but I think he is going to lose a little bit uh, this year, having Brady being there as his quarterback.
4: So I was talking about the – when I was talking about Cooper Cup, I've got Cup and Woods here pretty close, 14-17. Do you know who threw the second most passes in the NFL last year? I'm My gonna guess, guess the Rams. Um, Jared Goff. There we oh, go. Jared Goff. Okay. So he he's you, you know the that offense is what it is. Given that they got rid of Todd Gurley, uh, and they have a rookie and a second year man and a journeyman in, in the running back room, uh, I don't get a strong feeling they're gonna run the ball more uh, unless Cam Akers or Daryl Henderson come out of the gate smoking hot looking like they did in uh college or something but i i with no training camp to speak of uh, i'm not really i'm not really sold on that happening so the rams are going to do what they do i think they're going to run a lot more 12 personnel uh it's going to be woods and cup higby and everett and whichever running back they feel like should be in there that can protect the quarterback i think golf will throw the ball 600 times again and uh, woods and woods and cup are going to be up there in the 120 range for targets uh, I, I feel like woods woods gets a little more out of his targets than cup'll we'll, we'll see what happens i I like Robert woods a lot I, I think that he can uh, uh, draft in either one of them at, at, at their prices of value I think and then I have obj at 13. it was probably one of the hardest. Uh, one of the because I, I, I feel like, and, and I'm succumbing to the name value of OBJ when I feel when I say he just feels like he should be ranked as an RB1, but between maybe a
1: wide receiver, yeah, one.
4: that too. Uh, b- but between his health issues and you know, some of the, the dramatics that he brings to the sideline in the locker room, uh, I. I feel like there's there's opportunity there's definitely opportunity for uh, him to have a, a high wide receiver one season, uh, but I feel like with Stefanski, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, they may run the ball a little bit more than uh, than we'd like to see. Even though Baker's a pretty good passer, and they've got weapons like OBJ and uh, Jarvis Landry. So I, I like Beckham. I think he's going to have a really good year, but I have him at 13.
1: So for my 14, I have Mike Evans. Uh, you know, I think he's still going to have a really good year, um, but I have him and Godwin both sliding back a few spots from where they were, uh, where they finished last year. I think that makes sense. Uh, they may be a little bit more successful team. I think we forget that the Buccaneers had to throw a lot because they were behind a lot and they were not a – not an incredibly successful team on the field. If they're a better team on the field, that may also cut down on some of that throwing. And then I have uh, Cup. We talked about it before. Um, you know that Woods and Cup. I have them close, but I have Cup a little higher. He was wide receiver four last year, so this is coming back uh, just a little bit. But I feel like the the fact that all of us uh, are buying into Cup and Woods means we're about to have the hundred target Josh Reynolds season that nobody saw coming.
2: Which I have plenty of Josh Reynolds, by the way, just in case.
1: Sierra so hedging. That's a wise, wise move there. I love Josh
2: Reynolds. But but the, the situation got muddied when they drafted uh what's Van the, Jefferson. yeah, Van Jefferson, I think is a superior talent. So that's it. That my plan did probably fail, but we'll find out this year. Yeah, uh, oh, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. I've got them neck to, neck and neck. I mean, I couldn't I couldn't make the decision. I think one of these guys is a wide receiver one. Potentially both of them. Um, Both guys are guys that I want to have on my team. I want to point out, um, you guys have done a great job talking about Woods and Cup. But no, 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 no. Go back down, Matt. Go back down. Wait a minute. Keep going. Go, go, go. A little more. A little more. Oh, oh, 22. Robert Woods. Disrespect. I'm done.
3: Who disrespected him?
2: You did. You put him at 22. You put Robert Woods at 22.
3: Uh, that's Roberto Woods. He plays for the Bills. He's their back. Oh,
2: oh Roberto Woods make more sense.
3: <laughs> All right. that makes more that, sense. That's Robert Woods did actually play for the Bills. Yeah, yeah that's right. He did actually.
2: Oh, that's lucky, man. That was lucky. <laughs>
3: go, go ahead, Tony. Wait, before Tony goes, huge news. May not matter to half of you watching or paying attention to this, but I'm a big Madden guy, so uh, NFL 2K. We'll be out in 2021. They actually just reached mm-hmm. an agreement with uh, the NFL Players Association. So that's cool. ESPN bringing back their old uh, uh, NFL simulator game. Go ahead, Tony. Give us your next nice. two.
2: If I could do it again, I'd put Galladay and Sutton below Woods and Cup. I'd move – just swap those guys. God, Galladay's an alpha.
3: The Galladay's
2: an absolute alpha. Um, And Matt Stafford's healthy again. There's not much to say about that. I They call him Baby Megatron. I mean, come on. I mean – Galladay is one of those guys that can just take over the game if he has the opportunity. I think Cortland Sutton has the same same skill set too, and and I like Drew Lock. You talked about being a little bit unsure about what you think you're going to get out of Drew Lock. I think he's going to be good enough to get the ball to guys like Cortland Sutton, and then you add in okay Emmanuel Sanders left, which that kind of stinks, but you add in Jerry Judy, and Jerry Judy's going to demand attention. I mean. I don't think Cortland Sutton's in a worse position. Go back to my consistency. I mean, Cortland Sutton's role stays about the same. The field looks about the same. So I like him still. I think he's going to finish about where he did last year. And I'm giving him a little bit of a bump there because he's a year older and a, and it's a year better. And they added Melvin Gordon. That's going to draw some attention. I mean, the you, whole... You can't say that name on
4: this podcast.
2: I'm sorry. Mr. I mean, can I say Mr. Gordon?
1: Uh, Given the way the rest of Tony's ranks and Day has gone, we're going to let him have that one.
2: Okay. Really, has it been that bad? Nah. Come on, Yeah.
1: No, but we've been we've been hard on you. So we're yeah, gonna it's been you, you guys
2: have been brutal today. This has been brutal. I'm never coming we back wa- again. We
1: wanted to welcome you back in in fine fantasy football roundtable fashion.
2: I like Galladay. I like Sutton. I do wish I'd moved them down some. And had I had more time without the black box, I probably would have but I'm glad the black box was there because at the same time, nobody was staring at it the whole time. I like these guys, but honestly, I think they're both wide receiver twos with upside.
1: Wow. I was really happy with your ranking. And then you just diminished it, by the way, you're probably going to be the lowest on Kenny Galladay by quite a bit. That's fine. <laughs> but uh, I, you know, when you say people, have either it, way, through, through lock, I think, uh, he meant Dennis because I don't have, I'm not struggling with
2: doubts about it. I thought brewing, um, Bruning was. I'm sorry.
3: No, I love no, beast the Okay, then it was Dennis.
2: Time. Then I was wrong. I'm sorry. It was Dennis. Dennis Poopoo. I, on uh,
1: one of us on here. Um, that might be the one talking right now, wrote a uh, dynasty nerds piece about Cortland Sutton being a wide receiver one. So it would make sense that I have him ranked inside wide receiver one. I think he takes a step forward, 72 receptions last year, 1,100 yards, some fantastic catches. And he had complete dog crap for his quarterback for uh, 13, let me do math, 11 games, uh, as he had Flacco for eight and Brandon Allen uh for three neither of which are still on the team uh so what he did was was really incredible i think he and fant are going to be great this year um i think it's going to be a slower come on for for jerry judy i think he's going to split time with Deshaun hamilton tim patrick and hamler um but I think Sutton will benefit from having more. Like what you said, there's going to be more people on the field that that they have to guard. Sutton was pulling down some incredible uh, catches in traffic and double coverage. I mean, that first game that Drew Lock took over as a starter, his first touchdown he took over Hayward for the Chargers in the end zone was an unreal um, catch. I just I love him. And then I have uh, DJ Moore. I I'm not probably as high on Carolina as some other people, but I still think he's going to end up uh, having a pretty good season. So I have him just inside the wide receiver one.
4: Yeah, I, I have Mike Evans at 12. I The dude has had, what is that? Six straight 1,000-yard seasons to start his career. Um, I think even if he comes in comes out of the gate a little bit slow, uh, he had all, over 1,150 yards last season in 13 games, uh, 17.3 yards per catch. So he's getting down the field, eight touchdowns. He's getting in the end zone. Uh, Mike Evans is just a—he's just a big old baller, and I feel like that. There, it wouldn't—it wouldn't surprise me, and and this is the year that it for it to happen that we have. Godwin and Evans, Ridley and Jones, and Woods and Cup all finishes wide receiver ones. Incredible. It it would be it, you know that would be so 2020. <laughs> uh e- Evans is uh, you know Brady has hasn't had the type of weapons at both receiver spots over the course of his career. Um I get it. He's old as fuck. He's he's an old dude and he Historically, loves the slot guy, but I, you know, when when he makes a couple throws downfield and Evans catches him regardless of how well he's covered, that's going to start to build confidence in Brady, and he'll be willing to take those chances. And Bruce Arians will be up in his ass with the no risk it, no biscuit, and, and he's going to be saying, "Look, man, just go get it. Go make those plays." you got two dogs out there. Throw the ball down the field and let them do their thing. Um, DJ Moore coming in at number 11. I think he's the unquestioned number one in Carolina. Um, I, I'm buying into Matt Bruning's uh, love of Joe Brady a little bit, even though uh, you know Teddy is by nature a conservative quarterback. Uh, I, I think that uh, where Moore tends to operate kind of fits Teddy's skill set pretty well. And so, uh, you know, or DJ is going. DJ is going to. He's going to lead the team in targets. He's going to lead the team in catches. He's going to lead the team in yards. Uh, he's he's in. He's in for a, a true breakout season. I think.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'll just say one thing on that. Teddy Bridgewater throws to the open wide receivers, and DJ Moore does a hell of a job getting open. So I I have no doubt he'll be able to hit him. So I've got Cortland Sutton here at twelve. I, I believe in Drew Locke, and I was, I was just going to point out, so last year he had 126 targets, 72 receptions. 40 of those came when Drew Locke took over last year. He had more targets toward the end of the year. Uh, so Locke, you said, took over in Week 12, right, Matt? Was that when he took over? Allen went for Week 11? He
1: played, he played the last five
3: games okay.
1: of the yeah, season.
3: So, Five and seven his first two, then 10, and eight. All of that while Cortland Sutton clearly being the one, because Sanders was already gone. You know, everybody liked Fant. Fant did show up a little bit more in those games too, but they didn't have anybody else there. They played good teams like Kansas City, Houston, the Chargers who have really good secondary, even though Derwin James was out, yet Sutton still put up numbers. I... Think that even if Locke is serviceable, which I expect him to be better than that, Cortland Sutton's still going to get his. He proved last year he could be an alpha. He proved he could be the best wide receiver on. Let's all be honest, kind of a bad team. Uh, Locke still got him the ball, and even Joe Flacco and Brandon Allen, who I think we can all admit are worse than Drew Locke at least at this point in Joe Flacco's career, and they were able to get Drew uh, Cortland Sutton the ball. I think Cortland Sutton should every point in Joe Flacco's <laughs> career. I I, I wish I could have ranked Cortland Sutton higher. I probably could have, but I I just felt like 12 was probably going to be the best spot to put him. Would not be surprised if it finishes closer to almost even five. I, I, I really think Sutton's in for a huge year this year. Juju, I just think he's going to bounce back. I mean, he was too good. His rookie season, I think a lot of last year was just, he was injured a lot. And then obviously having guys like Mason, Rudolph throw him the ball, you know, he was not anywhere near a back, a replacement value quarterback and Mason Rudolph. And trust me, I, this is not just coming from a Browns fan. I, I think Steelers fans would tell you that as well. So I think Juju, he's just too damn good. He's in a contract year. Cause I think he kind of knows it. Steelers seem to say they're not bringing him back. It seems like, so I think he's going to try and prove that he's still I don't think he's an alpha but with that offense as much as I think they'll throw the ball because I don't think James Conner and all those guys are going to be as good as we've seen the on Bells of the world run for for Pittsburgh they'll throw it a little bit more Juju will get his 10-9 and nine, Thielen and Allen Robinson for me uh, Thielen's really the only show in town. Uh, I think Justin Jefferson is going to take him a little bit of time to get used to it. Kirk Cousins likes to throw the guys that he trusts. Uh, so I think that's going to be Adam Thielen and Irv Smith. So I think if Thielen can stay healthy, he's still going to be a top guy. And then Alan Robinson, I just, I mean, come on, he's proven it every single year. I think he was even, he finished higher than nine last year with Mitch Trubisky throwing in the ball. Most of the year Robinson is a stud. We've talked about it a bunch on here, all three of us. I'm sure Tony agrees. If Allen Robinson ever had a decent quarterback in his career, he'd probably be a top five guy. So Allen Robinson easily in my top 10, finishing at nine for me.
4: So I have Juju at 10. Um, Ben's coming back. He looks like he's healthy. Juju will move into the slot with Johnson and Washington on the outside. And that's where Juju operates best. He's got a lot of trust, great rapport with Ben. And I think he's gonna. Um, it, they're gonna revisit the 2018 days when it comes to production. Uh, and I have Adam Thielen at nine. While that offense is probably not gonna throw the ball a ton, uh, when if you have Dalvin Cook, it's easy to run the ball. Um, he doesn't have the the competition for targets like he did when Diggs was there. I get it. Justin Jefferson's pretty good. B.C. Johnson. Uh it's competent. Uh Irv Smith is gonna get his. He's I think Irv is gonna be the better of the two tight ends pretty comfortably when it comes to fantasy production. But I think feel like Thielen is in for a 140 target season and uh, is, is poised to probably uh he may have a career year this season.
1: So I have the same two as uh Dennis, but in reverse order, I have Thielen uh, there at ten, and then Juju Smith-Schuster at nine. Uh, I think both are going to bounce back and have uh, good seasons, Um, you know. And obviously, Thielen, I I agree that they're not the highest, probably not the highest volume passing offense. But uh, I, you know, I think it's going to take a while for Justin Jefferson to learn. I'm not a huge Tajay Sharp fan, or thinking all of BC Johnson's gonna take a lot of targets. So I think uh, Thielen, you know, his only enemy last year was himself and his health. So if he can stay healthy, he's on there. Uh, And then uh, Juju, I love him. Uh, You know, I think you mentioned Mason Rudolph. We forgot about Duck Hodges, uh, who was, you know, the name, his name was probably the best thing about his performance. Uh, but I'll cede my, the rest of my time to Tony because I would like to know he loves Robert Woods so oh much. Oh my God. I was twice. waiting for
2: that. <laughs> I was hoping I could just call myself on it. Apparently, I put Robert Woods down twice because I love him that much. No, no, and, I thought and, it and was we really talk, weird. I thought for sure that Roberto I had Robert Woods is a wide receiver one. Right. I thought for sure. I was like, I was Roberto
3: like, Woods. That's Roberto Woods, plays through the Bills, right? I Ro- got you. We're Roberto good.
2: Woods. <laughs> Robert, it was a typo. Roberto Woods is number 13. Robert Woods is number nine. I already told you why. She hey, but the, the, good news
1: is, the good news is you did have him as a wide receiver one. Your conviction led you to get him in there.
3: Well,
2: yeah, I don't you know why I put him down make
3: sure We knew Robert Woods, wide receiver one this year. Put it down.
2: It's yeah, put
1: it down. And he's a high-end wide receiver too. He's both.
2: He is both. That's locked in wide receiver one value. And you can draft him for like wide receiver two value. Come on. This is perfect. It kind of averages
4: out to wide receiver 11, so.
2: Yeah, this is fantastic. This works out great. And Juju Smith-Schuster, I'm a little bit worried about. Ben Ben comes back. I'll give it a shot. I I want him to be a wide receiver one, so I put him there. You guys, all three of you have him about the same spot, so I'm not going to labor on about Juju. Um, I like the talent. I like the attitude. He's working hard. He's doing what he needs to. I remember him saying, being a wide receiver one ain't easy. Is that what it was? It ain't easy being number one or something like that. I mean, I, I I, well, I worry still about it. He's
1: still that. only like twenty-three years old. Dude. He's, He's young. younger than some of the young. rookies that, that are coming in. It's unbelievable.
2: It's discouraged it's discouraging to see him crumble without Ben when we see guys like Allen Robinson and Look, we're talking about Allen Robinson too. in the same territory. Guys like Allen Robinson hurts. have played with terrible quarterbacks throughout their entire career and have still managed to put up Put up big time numbers.
1: So Juju hurt his foot, though he had turf toe, which is not something that goes away very quickly. And for receivers who are doing cutting, I mean, he he got hurt early in the season.
2: I understand, and that's why I'm still ranking him here. I, I still have respect for Juju. I mean, I I still think that he's one of the best talents. I'm I'm just saying that I'm I'm anxious about this. I think that I could be I could be wrong here. Juju might not be a wide receiver one, um, but for now. I'm glad to see that we all had him about the same spot, and I and I can respect that. I, I, there's no reason not to do that for now. Can you get that black box up? Because I don't want to talk about Robert Woods anymore. Can I, I've already
0: done can, that. I say,
3: can I say one thing? Because I actually yeah. think what Tony said is right. I don't think Juju is a wide receiver one. I put him here because of the volume and the offense that I think he is in. If he goes to another team, I, I think he is a wide receiver, too. I, I don't God, marry him. Yeah, from from what I saw last year, even before he, you know, I know he was hurt and turf toe, and you know, I think Julio is the only wide receiver that's produced with turf toe, and Julio is a, you know, an Adonis. He he's a gift, you know, a God's gift to men and football players. So I'm not trying to say anything bad about Julio, but uh, I, I I do think that. Being with Pittsburgh and on that offense is why Juju's a one. I do agree with what you just said there, Tony. If you were to go to – I mean, God, even if you were to go to the Browns and Jarvis moved on, they brought him there with Odell, I, he would be like a middle tier two for me. Yeah. Maybe I, I love yeah. Juju. I, I just don't think he's a one. Uh, Thielen is the best win now dynasty buy. I agree with you, boss. Okay. He's been rated way too low by a lot I'm of people. I think, I think a lot of that is the injury. All right. Trying to move up the black box here. I wanted to get that comment get on that. Uh,
2: here thank you for your support by the way deandre hopkins is a guy i'm probably going to be lowest on new situation
3: Not probably you are the lowest i mean
2: here here's the deal i mean it, it goes back to the things i'm saying before new situation i love christian kirk uh, God, kyler murray i think honestly could be a potential mvp candidate but he's a mobile quarterback i mean he's a guy that's going to he's going to run the damn ball Kenyon Drake's ready to go. They've got Chase Edmonds. Nobody's talking about... I mean, people are talking about Chase Edmonds, but nobody's respecting Chase Edmonds right now. Chase Edmonds and Kenyon Drake could run away with the Arizona Cardinals, and it could be... I could see a world where DeAndre Hopkins only gets eight targets a game. I mean, that's a realistic outcome here, and as much as I want Hopkins to be the wide receiver one that I drafted him as in my home dynasty startup, uh, the situation has changed, and I don't see him getting the volume that he needs. On the other hand, Adam Thielen, I have ranked one spot above. I think his volume is guaranteed. We talked. You talked about that. I think it was you, Matt, um, or maybe it was you, Dennis. That 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 uh, Cousins, he likes to have a wide receiver that he can trust. Adam Thielen is that guy. The only reason that Adam Thielen's not even higher than this is because of injury last year. I mean, the man's starting to break down, and maybe I'm being too bullish here, but. Uh, to me in Minnesota with the absence of digs uh, yeah Adam it's Adam Thielen's show now at this point I mean Adam put this team on your back Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook that's what that's how the Minnesota Vikings are gonna gonna win that's it
1: okay my number eight I have uh Tyreek Hill he's uh obviously the top wide receiver uh for Kansas City I think um you know He has some explosive games. They have a lot of weapons, uh, but he's usually pretty safe to be in wide receiver one territory if he can stay on the field. And then Allen Robinson, I think he was wide receiver six in PPR last year, despite an inefficient offense and inefficient quarterback quarterback play. So no reason to think he falls off uh, with the potential threat of either of those things uh, this year. I, I think he's incredible. And someday Allen Robinson's going to get to play with a real quarterback and I can't wait to see what happens when that happens. He's another one that's not very – I think, isn't he only 26 now? He's young. Yeah. Yeah, we talked mean, about that. feels uh, like he's been around forever and, you know, just late 20s. So I like him a
4: lot. So R- Robinson has shown that he can produce high-level numbers with uh, shitty quarterbacks because he's done it his whole career. Um, He's going to do it again this year. So he's the number one guy there. He's going to check in at wide receiver eight. Uh, You know, I think we should officially uh, declare him alien Robinson because he's out of this world. Uh, He's, he's going to put up numbers. He just does. As long as the injuries stay behind him, he's shown that he's going to, Drop, you know, 85, 90, 100 catches and 12 1,300 yards. Uh, Kenny Galladay, he's the unquestioned number one in Detroit. Marvin Jones is good. I, I like Marvin Jones a lot. But it is Kenny Galladay in Detroit. He's big. He's fast. He's the alpha there. Uh, and, and I love Matt Stafford. I, I think him being back healthy – um Galladay is going to get the opportunities to put up the top 10 numbers there.
3: All right. So for me, I've got Tyreek Hill here at eight. Um, You know, it's just a boom bust factor for me. Uh, Obviously he's going to get you those long touchdowns. They call him the cheetah because he's, he's the fastest player in the game, Uh, but he just doesn't get a lot of volume. And so that's kind of where I dropped him here. I expect he's going to give you those 30, 35, probably some 40 point games, but he's not going to be consistent. And I got Odell here at seven. Uh, Dennis kind of mentioned it earlier. It it was so hard to rank Odell. I don't know if I'm, I'm not the highest on him. Am I, or am I, where did Matt have him?
2: So you you are the highest, but I, when I saw that, I wouldn't want to see my top six, but I don't think I have Odell top six. Roberto Woods, Roberto was supposed to be OBJ
3: you gotcha. okay well yeah. we'll let you talk about OBJ here then when I finish if over 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 hey, he he's a he's a he's a jag anyways yeah I mean I I I want Odell to be higher and I do think he will have a good season of bounce back gear he does seem to be healthier than he's ever been uh, at least by his own admission the Cleveland coaching staff they they've talked about how healthy he is uh, right now from the hip surgery. Uh, or the groin, the core muscle surgery, I think is what it was. Uh, I, I think he's going to be perfect here in this kind of uh, run-pass offense. They're going to do a lot of play action. It's going to work well for Baker and for Odell. It's going to give Odell more time to get open. We saw that a lot in Baker's rookie season. Why he was able to connect with, like, Richard Higgins and Jarvis Landry was that they moved the pocket a lot, we did not see a lot of that last year. They just tried to run straight. Fucking nine routes and and making the guys run down the field and just hoping Baker could stay in the pocket long enough to throw the ball deep and it just didn't work out. And then they do the stupid trick plays. It just it was ridiculous. Fancy's not going to do that crap. He's going to run an actual NFL offense, not a high school offense. I think that's going to help out Odell a lot here. I think he's going to go back and get to what he was uh, in New York. You know, I talked about it on my Browns podcast. He actually got targeted about the same amount. I think he's still going to get ninety something targets. You know, a little bit more than Landry. I think he's going to be right around. Around the one hundred target mark. I think he's going to get probably close to 1,100 yards. Uh, and if he can bring those touchdowns up to six or seven like he was doing in New York with Eli, he's going to be right back up here in the top you know, 10 wide receivers uh, in fantasy football, which is what he was in New York. Uh, and, and even if he doesn't stay healthy all season, he was able to do that in New York, and I think he'll be able to do it here. Uh, for me, I've got Kenny Galladay here at six. Uh, you know, I love Galladay. Uh, I mean, he's just an absolute stud. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure I, I'm kind of, I'm not gonna lie, somewhat paying attention here and there when you guys were talking about your guys. Uh, Galladay, you know, he proved it last year with with and without Stafford, and being the only guy once Marvin Jones went down, the only reliable target, and he was an absolute stud. I think he's going to continue doing that with. Matt Stafford being back, if Matt Stafford can stay healthy, I, I would almost say I could see Galladay pushing for like a top three spot. Like that's how much faith I have in Kenny Galladay. I think he's an absolute stud. It really just kind of comes down to Stafford's health. And then Julio, it was really hard for me to put Julio here at five. Uh, but, <laughs> but I got to – I just – I believe in these top four guys more, including a guy that I see both of, – two of you guys have at five, which I'm kind of surprised about. Uh, but I just – I love – I think Julio's an absolute stud. I do think the rise of Ridley is going to hurt. And, yes, you're right, I don't have Odell. I'm trying to be more of a – as they mentioned earlier, I'm trying to be right more often than I am wrong now. So I'm trying to take my Browns bias out of it. So no Odell on my top three this year.
4: So I, I come in with Chris Godwin at number six. You know, they're, they're going to be a passing team. Uh, I get that they have Ronald Jones and that they drafted Keyshawn Vaughn and now they've signed Shady McCoy. Uh, I, I don't expect... They're, they're going to still be passing. Uh, I don't think they're going to pass 626 times uh, like they did last season uh, with Brady, but I do think they're still going to be a predominantly passing game, uh, passing team. And so Godwin and Evans... They're the top dogs there. Uh, I know there's some thought Gronk will get some play and whatnot, but uh, to me, it's it's Godwin. Uh, he may get more targets, especially initially, while Brady develops the trust downfield with Evans because uh, Godwin does tend to uh, be the closer targeted guy. So I, I like Godwin a lot. I think he's going to show that 2019 was not a fluke. Uh, Deandre Hopkins at number five, uh, much like Tony said, I do have some concern moving to a new team. I, I don't, you know, like I'm, a-
2: I think we lost him
1: Dennis froze. Yeah. He, he was so choked up about how low he had put the, I'm glad he agreed with me though. Uh, Makes
0: me
3: feel good. Out. Oh, I'll just uh, I'll are all, I thought I would for sure be the lowest on Chris Godwin. And then here we are, Fox, Chris Godwin at five. What okay, Dennis is back now. I'll let you finish before Matt tries and explains his ranking for Chris Godwin. Go ahead, Dennis. Finish telling well, us what you're sad about Hopkins.
4: Well, I I think the high level receivers, while there will be an adjustment, uh, they adjust better. Hopkins is going to Arizona as the number one. Uh, I, I think Kingsbury is going to make sure that he's highly involved in the game plan. And Kyler Murray knows that, there, that there's a difference between Nuke Hob, Hopkins, uh, 103-year-old Larry Fitzgerald, and Christian Kirk. As much as I like Kirk, uh, he's not New Hopkins. So Hopkins but is going to produce pretty highly.
2: My struggle. I want to challenge you on it a little bit, Dennis, because we talked about it before the show about how Larry, everybody was pushing Larry so far down fantasy football. That might be true, but if we're talking about real, real life football, but we're not. Okay. Okay. I mean, you can challenge, I mean, but we're talking like about my challenge football. is that All a right. guy okay. like Larry Fitzgerald cannot be forgotten. You can't just not put him in the lineup. The man has done nothing to lose the job. I oh, mean, no,
4: the, he, he, yeah. you're right. He's better, but Jerry Fitzgerald that. is a six-yard per target receiver at this stage of his career. Yeah.
2: And that's true. I accept that. That is true. I do accept that. And he's
4: going to be third, probably, on the pecking order for targets below yeah. Hopkins and, and Kirk.
2: That's sad. I'd be
1: fourth if you throw in Kenyon Drake. Right. Uh, fifth sad. if you throw in Hakeem Butler, so I got a stop. lot of gap. No one, even Hakeem Butler's mother, is
3: not throwing him in. Like, <laughs> How dare you, sir? You do, I will kick you off this podcast. You say something bad about Hakeem Dan Butler.
4: Arnold? Said Hakeem, who? <laughs>
1: yeah, and I. Now to get back to to your criticism, I I've been listening to you talk about all these other receivers, like all off season, and it finally had an impact where I was like. Uh, This is not where I'm taking them in drafts. We already have established in every mock draft, I take Chris Godwin if Michael Thomas is gone, and I don't think about it twice. I got bit up in our Duffy draft. Like, I was not going to lose Chris Godwin. My team is shit because I have so much invested in Broncos and Chris Godwin. But, you know, if we're being honest about 2020 rankings, you know, I – Look, it's in my tag on my on my bar there, Chris Godwin fan club. I'm the <laughs> I think having him as a top five receiver is a pretty is a pretty good position. I just, yeah. you know, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, Devonte Adams, Michael Thomas didn't die, so I I had to think about where I was going to realistically put him. And this is supposed to be a redraft twenty twenty ranking, so I I put him there. I, could he be higher? God, I hope so. I have so many shares. If he goes higher, that that can only benefit our Monday morning, Monday afternoon conversations in the season. Um, and then Kenny Galladay, I like Kenny Galladay. He's, uh, you know, I think he's going to be great. That's why I have him. Uh, where I have him, he. I agree with Matt that he has, you know, he could have even higher potential. Uh, he's very explosive. Um, let's hope. I Detroit is probably a team as you guys will see. Uh, if you you will see if you read my uh, preview for Music City Drive-In uh, site, uh, Detroit is a team I, I like a lot this year that I think is going to make a playoff run, and Kenny Galladay is a big part of that.
3: So, can I ask one question before Tony goes? Yeah, just real quick, because you know Chris Godwin, truth, best friend, fan club, you know member there. You say that Michael Thomas, Devonte Adams, and Julio Jones didn't die yet. Chris Godwin finished as wide receiver two last year with. Jameis Winston throwing in the ball, who consistently turned it over. We all talked about we think Chris Godwin is going to be the guy that kind of plays the Julian Edelman role for Tom Brady, who we've seen has made yeah. him top what, wide receiver one every single yeah. year. I think all four of us would agree. Yeah,
1: Edelman, Edelman, was wide receiver, Edelman was wide receiver nine last year in okay. PPR. I right. think we've talked about, too, with the Buccaneers, with Tom Brady and better pieces will be a better team, which means maybe fewer passing attempts. So that is why I took Godwin and Evans down a little bit. There were times in the offseason where I had Godwin at two and had Evans up higher. I took them down a little bit. We think they're going to be a little bit better. And plus that Shady McCoy got signed. I mean, that's going to throw the whole equilibrium off. Yeah. You know, when he's not beating his children, he's going to be out there running the football for them, ruining yeah. all of our hopes and dreams. For, of course, so
3: Shady McCoy Toronto is going to be on the bench for him. I, I'm not worried about that at all. All right. Go go ahead, Tony. Who you got?
2: Allen Robinson's one of my favorite targets in fantasy football. I mean, I, and I love everything about Allen Robinson. I love the talent. I love the attitude. There's no issues off field. There's no issues on the field. I mean, Alan Robinson checks every single box and he does it with one of the, with a, with a terrible, awful, horrible quarterback. I mean, he does it every single year last year. He did it with Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, come on. I've worked with Alan Robinson's within reach foundation. I mean, this is a guy that I just absolutely love. And to be fair, I want to rank him higher, but it's just because I like him so much. I mean, there's no reason to rank him any higher than this. Am I the highest on Robinson? Yes, you are. You are. Yeah. I, I do believe he's a wide receiver one. And, yeah, we can make an argument. We're splitting some hairs here on on some other guys. And, and I can see other, other players outperforming him. But if I'm making my ranking sheet to go into a draft, I want Allen Robinson really high on it because I know that in the third round, he's still going to be there. And if, if I want to – it gives me all the flexibility in the world to have a wide receiver one, who I, I believe he is. He has been a wide receiver one at wide receiver two pricing. Man, I, I want him even higher than that. I, would, I wish I could rank him wide receiver one overall because of his value. I mean, for me, Allen Robinson's one of those guys that I have to have every single time I go into a draft. He's a target of mine because I know what I'm going to get, and it costs me pennies on the dollar. And then Chris Godwin, we've all talked about this. I think Chris Godwin's going to be the, the target monster. He's going to fill the Julian Edelman role. If there's somebody to fill it, that's not named Rob Gronkowski, it will be Godwin. And that's intriguing. He was already a producer. He's already a performer. So it's easy to put him right here. Uh, and, and that's just, that's my thoughts there.
3: And am right. I supposed to
2: go all the way up? You remove the box. Yeah,
3: no, we're, I'm going to switch up these last ones. Cause there's only a couple mixed rankings. So I'll do my two. Cause I've, got the clear difference between you guys here. So for me, Chris Godwin, I have it for just what I was mentioning when I was talking to Matt. I do think he plays the Julian Edelman role, which is why I have Evans a little bit lower uh, as well. I, I think Godwin is going to be the guy who gets a ton of catches, and the one thing I think we can all say for Godwin is that he can score more, I don't think Edelman is quite as elusive or has the speed that Godwin does uh, out of the slot role. So I really like Godwin this year. Uh, and then I have Hopkins there at three, uh, not much higher than I think Matt or, oh, Den- yeah, Dennis doesn't have that much more either. Um, I'm not as worried about him going to Arizona, though. I mean, we saw him in Houston with some of the worst court. I mean, you can make the same. Until they got Deshaun Watson and Watson's been healthy the past couple years, you can make the same argument we you just made for Allen Robinson for DeAndre. That's true. That's true. Kyler Murray, I agree 100% with what Tony said earlier. I do think he's going to be at an MVP level this year. I don't believe in Christian Kirk. He, yeah, he's had some good games, has been inconsistent, been consistently healthy. That's the only thing he's been consistent. Love Larry Fitzgerald, walking Hall of Famer. He's not going to do much, I think, fantasy or NFL wise. He's a guy that will get you when you need three yards, he'll get you four and a half. Outside of that, I don't see him doing much on the football field. The only people I see maybe taken away from Hopkins is Kenyon Drake and Kyler Murray when they run the ball. That's it. I think Hopkins is going to be the most targeted guy. And we saw, like I said, even in when they had the crappy quarterbacks and he wasn't getting targeted as much, he makes the most out of his targets. Not going to burn anybody. But Hopkins, the guy, you can throw it within 50 yards of the dude. He somehow comes down with the ball. Uh, I I love Hopkins. I'm not worried about him at all. Uh, And so those are my two. What I want to go to next is Tyreek Hill. So, Dennis, you and Tony are both the highest on him. You both have him at four. Uh, I'll let Tony, since it was kind of your turn there before I interrupted, uh, your thoughts on why you have Tyreek Hill so high, and then we'll go to Dennis.
2: He has game-winning upside. That's the reason. I mean – there are games that Tyree Hill will blow up and just win you the game. I mean, and, and that's what it is. And it, and it's one pass. It's two passes. You don't know when it's going to happen, but it's Patrick Mahomes, and it's going to happen. Tyree Hill has game-winning upside. So even though I don't expect him to finish as wide receiver four, like this is not the way I anticipate the end scoring to be. He's the he's my fourth favorite wide receiver, and in a dynasty league, he's my third. Uh, Julio Jones gets moved down in the dynasty league, but. He that Tyreek Hill has elite, unmatchable game winning upside. And so despite everything else going on, I mean that's just that's why I like Tyreek Hill so much. He's one play away from winning you a game.
4: Yeah, I, I think Hill will finish his wide receiver four. I just think on a week to week basis, uh, he can put up a couple low scores that yeah. might hurt your team.
3: Yeah.
4: But overall, I mean he's he's the clear number one receiver on that team. Mahomes looks to him. Mahomes looks to him. When when he has to scramble, he knows that Hill is going to break off his route, and nobody gets deep faster. Mahomes nobody. has a rocket for an arm. When they have to improvise, it's going deep and it's going to Hill. Um, and Hill has turned himself into a really good route runner. He can make use of the route tree. He can take things close to the line and gain lots of yards. Uh, he can get open down the field. So as, as as much as I like you know DeAndre Hopkins or Godwin or Galladay, uh, I think Tyreek Hill is the one who who deserves to be at number four. Uh, I, that offense is Damian Williams opting out aside. That offense is prolific.
3: All right, then I'll uh, we'll kick it off here with uh, Fox. You uh, you and Tony both have Julio at three, and then I'll get uh, your thoughts, Dennis, on him as you have him at two.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, he's he's been so great for so long. Uh, it just makes sense to have him there. I agree with Tony. If you were talking about Dynasty, I think that's where you've seen him go a little bit later, just probably because he's getting up there in age. But for 2020, uh, you have to figure he and Calvin Ridley are really going to be uh, the big mainstays in that passing game.
2: Yeah, for me, the presence of Calvin Ridley... That's what brings Julio Jones to three instead of two. Devontae Adams has little to no competition, especially now that Funchess has has opted out of the year. Michael Thomas is obviously the one. I mean, when I'm looking at one, two, three, Julio Jones is the first guy that has any legitimate threat to eat into those targets. But that guy's going to do – what's he going to do, 1,200 yards again this year? I mean, come on. I mean, if he led – if he led the league in receiving yards at 44 years old, would anybody be shocked? I don't think anybody would be shocked. Like that's just who we're working with here with Julio Jones. Um the, the threat of Ridley his I mean his presence, it does hurt a little bit, but now we're talking about the difference between wide receiver two and wide receiver three. It doesn't hurt enough that I don't love him. So I love him.
4: You know, I just feel like Jones is he he proves year after year after year he earns 150 targets and he makes good use of them. Yeah, uh, I I think Adams is great and, and he he it won't surprise me if either one of them finishes the wide receiver one. Uh,
2: but but if Adams does it, he did it off of touchdowns. He didn't do yeah. it off of yardage
4: and that,
3: That's, and that's not necessarily. necessarily. That's my biggest thing against Julio, though, is that I agree with what you guys are saying. He gets the targets. He does a ton with them. It's just he never, he almost never gets the touchdowns, and that's why it's so hard for me to rank him higher because that is a big deal. We need that for fantasy. Like for Adams, I was going to make the joke about – I mean, Devin Funches has technically been opting out of football since 2015, but that's oh, the answer there. Uh, but- Adams yeah. doesn't have any anyone competing with him. I mean, I do think possibly MBS or Lazard maybe take a step forward – But we've seen Aaron Rodgers since he's been a starting quarterback in the league. When he trusts a guy, he will throw the he will do those YOLO throws and it always seems to come down. And Adams always seems to come down with him. And, and he scores those touchdowns. When they get in the red zone, if they're not giving it to Aaron Jones, which I think all of us agree, fuck, they should give the ball to Aaron Jones more often, he's throwing it to Devontae Adams. And Devontae Adams is has some of the most sure hands in the game. If he doesn't get hurt last year, I mean, Matt, we were talking about it a couple yeah. – I, I think when we did the Packers thing, like if he doesn't get that turf toe injury in the middle of the year, like he had already put up 100-and-something yards on the Eagles at halftime. And he was on pace for a huge year. Then he gets a turf toe. And even after he comes back, he's still an absolute stud. If Adams so that's the thing, help, he could end up getting like 150, 160 targets. Yeah. Like if he stays healthy, I honestly think he's the one this year over Thomas. And I think Thomas drops because of Sanders. Thomas has never had someone like Sanders opposite of him. And I think that does hurt him a little bit this year, but go ahead, Dennis. Cause I, I did kind of just take over there from your,
4: no, I, 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 I don't disagree with anything you, you, you said. I mean, I mean, in 12 games, Adams had 127 targets in 83 catches last season. You know, Julio had 99 on 157 targets in 15 games. So it's, it's – you know, if they're both getting 10 targets a game, now Julio had 400 more yards on, what, 16 more catches. So he – he, he does definitely, you know, he's about two yards per reception over Adams. There was one touchdown difference, three games. I think if uh, if they both played 16 games and based, if I was to extrapolate out last season, then Adams probably has seven touchdowns to Julio's sixes, six. Um, I'm, I'm in on Julio this year at the number two. I, but like I said, it, I won't be the least bit surprised. If uh either one of them finishes the wide receiver one, yeah
1: have you guys ever you know had the situation that I love Julio Jones as a player, but in dynasty, he's the most frustrating player to own because it feels like no one wants to give you what his what his
3: value should be,
4: which means you should be able to trade for him because people yeah. undervalue him.
3: Well, I don't, think, I don't think you can. I think that's the thing is like Julio Jones owners value him where they should. A top three, four, five at worst wide receiver in the NFL, but nobody wants to pay that. They want to pay like a top yeah. 15-ish wide receiver value is what they yeah. want to pay for. They don't want to pay for what he is worth, I think is what Matt's saying. And I agree with yeah, that. It like
1: two or three years ago, people were saying he was old and he was almost at the end, and here we are, 2020. Yeah. I mean, he feels like a lock to I me mean, in the top three of receivers. That's – that's what makes it frustrating
3: sometimes, you know. All right. You guys have uh, any, anybody want to add anything else on Adams or Thomas?
2: No, I'm, I'm good. We got it, man.
3: Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for us today. A little bit longer than usual. A little bit. Well, of.
4: we should at least mention who number one is.
3: It's Michael Thomas. Michael yeah, I, mean, Thomas. That's right there. I said it. I said it was Michael we Thomas. said it.
2: We didn't even mention it.
3: I mentioned it. I said oh, yeah. my Thomas is the in one. In passing,
4: you're going to take the best wide receiver in the NFL and just mention wow. him in passing?
3: I think everybody knows it. I mean, like, I mean, what is there to say? He broke the reception record. He's on an offense that clearly values him where they should. And like I said, for me, the only thing I have to say on Thomas this year is I could honestly see him not being the one with Sanders there. Like Sanders brings a dynamic to that offense that they have not had. I, and I, I think that he could easily – Take enough away from Thomas at a guy like Julio Adams. I, I don't know about how I love Hopkins. I don't know if I can see Hopkins being one, uh, but Adams or Julio Adams, yeah, or Chris Godwin sneaking up to that one spot just based on Sanders stealing just yeah. enough away from Thomas. But outside, I mean, he is a stud. There's nothing, I mean, most Buckeyes are. Let's just be honest with ourselves here. Most Ohio State Buckeyes players. Uh, Rodale Moore is the only good Purdue player that I can over think. Over
1: under five Buckeyes years until Matt gets the Ohio State face tattoo.
3: Uh, it's already in the works, buddy. I'm just trying to save up the money for it. I'm getting the Buckeye right here, right here on the cheat. All right. Anybody else want to say anything about the best wide receiver in the game?
4: Nope. Just nope. needed to make sure it was acknowledged.
3: All right. So that'll do it for us today. Obviously, Tony, thanks for jumping on. It's always fun having yeah. having everybody on here. With a lot more busting balls and arguing, which I which I, I do enjoy. Uh, we will be back next Thursday with our tight end ranks. Uh, we're going to try and rank twenty of them. I don't even know if there's twenty. I guess there technically is twenty tight ends in the league. Well, there's
4: like one through yeah. six. Holy cow! And then, and then seven through twenty are all interchangeable. Yeah. Right.
3: They'll, they'll just be okay. a lot of names on the list. It'll the first like ten minutes of the show will go quick because that'll be the twenty through six range, and then we'll spend the next hour on the one through six guys because those mm-hmm. are the guys that matter. Uh, but and then we'll obviously be back on Monday with some preview of some division. I'm not hundred percent sure which one yet. It so should be on the AFC South. AFC point. South. That's why I'm mad. Unless is. you're ready
1: to start your division. No, the we're AFC doing North. Northland, Northland, and our, Northland.
3: Northland. Northland. I typically saved the Browns and Bengals for the very last show. So it should be Texans and oh, Titans on no. Monday, man. Texans and the, Titans. I'll pull, I was working on pulling the schedule. It is Houston, Texans, and the Tennessee Titans on Monday. Everybody, have yourselves a good weekend. Stay safe, stay he- uh, healthy, and we will talk to you guys again soon. Congrats. See you guys. Prepare for glory! I do
0: know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready. I came like the whole line already. Unbelievable touchdown! I would be honored if you played football for this team. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump with me. Only tackle Oh, they tackle them up. Who can make a play? I can. Who can make a play? I can. I can.